scalp scalp is the part of the head that extends from the supraciliary arches anteriorly to the external occipital protuberance and superior nuchal lines posteriorly laterally it continues inferiorly to the zygomatic arch the scalp is multilayered structure with layers that can be defined by the word itself s for skin c for connective tissue dense a for aponeuritic layer l for loose connective tissue and p for pericranium layers examining the layers of the scalp reveals that the first three layers are tightly held together forming a single unit this unit is sometimes referred to as the scalp proper and is the tissue torn away during serious scalping injuries the skin the skin is the outer layer of the scalp it is similar structurally to skin throughout the body with the exception that hair is present on a larger amount of it connective tissue dense deep to the skin is dense connective tissue this layer anchors the skin to the third layer and contains the arteries veins and nerves supplying the scalp when the scalp is cut the dense connective tissue surrounding the vessels tends to hold cut vessels open this results in profuse bleeding aponeurotic layer the deepest layer of the first three layers is the aponeurotic layer formally attached to the skin by the dense connective tissue of the second layer this layer consists of the occipitofrontalis muscle which has a frontal belly anteriorly and occipital belly posteriorly and an aponeurotic tendon the epicranial aponeurosis galea aponeurotica connecting the two the frontal belly of the occipitofrontalis begins anteriorly where it is attached to the skin of the eyebrows it passes upwards across the forehead to become continuous with the aponeurotic tendon posteriorly each occipital belly of the occipitofrontalis arises from the lateral part of the superior nuchal line of the occipital bone and the mastoid process of the temporal bone it also passes post superiorly to attach to the aponeurotic tendon the occipitofrontalis muscles moves the scalp wrinkle the forehead and raise the eyebrows the frontal belly is innervated by the temporal branch of the facial nerve seventh and the posterior belly by the posterior auricular branch loose connective tissue a layer of loose connective tissue separates the aponeurotic layer from the pericranium and facilitates movements of the scalp proper over the calavera because of its consistency infections tends to localize and spread through the loose connective tissue pericranium the pericranium is the deepest layer of the scalp and is the periosteum on the outer surface of the calavera it is attached to the bone of the calavera but is removable except in the area of the sutures innervation sensory innervation of the scalp is from two major sources cranial nerves or cervical nerves depending on whether it is anterior or posterior to the ears and the vortex of the head the occipitofrontalis muscle is innervated by branches of the facial nerve 7th anterior to the ears and the vortex branches of the trigeminal nerve supply the scalp anterior to the ears and the vortex of the head these branches are the supratrochlear supraorbital zygomaticotemporal and auriculotemporal nerves 
supratrochlear nerve exits exits the orbit passes through the frontalis muscle continues superiorly across the front of the forehead and supplies the front of the forehead near the midline the supraorbital nerve exits the orbit through the supraorbital notch or foramen passes through the frontalis muscle and continues superiorly across the scalp as far back as the vortex of the head the zygomatico temporal nerve exits the skull through a foramen in the zygomatic bone and supplies the scalp over a small anterior area of the temple the auricular temporal nerve exits the skull through the parotid gland passes just anterior to the ear continues superiorly anterior to the ear until nearly reaching the vortex of the head and supplies the scalp over the temporal region and anterior to the ear to near the vortex posterior to the ears and the vortex posterior to the ears and vortex sensory innervation of the scalp is by cervical nerves specifically branches from spinal cord level C2 and C3 these branches are the great auricular the lesser occipital the greater occipital and the third occipital nerves the great auricular nerve is a branch of the cervical plexus arises from the anterior rami of the C2 and C3 spinal nerves ascends on the surface of the sternocleidomastoid muscle and innervates a small area of the scalp just posterior to the ear The lesser occipital nerve is also a branch of the cervical plexus arises from the anterior ramus of the C2 spinal nerve ascends on the posterior border of the sternocleidomastoid muscle and supplies an area of the skull posterior and superior to the ear the great occipital nerve is a branch of the posterior ramus of the C2 spinal nerve emerges just inferior to the oblique capitis inferior muscle ascends superficial to the suboccipital triangle pierces the semispinalis capitis and trapezius muscle and then spreads out to supply a large part of the posterior scalp as far superiorly as the vortex the third occipital nerve is a branch of the posterior ramus of the C3 spinal nerve pierces the semispinalis capitis and trapezius muscles and supplies a small area of the lower part of the scalp vessels arteries arteries supplying the scalp are the branches of either the external carotid artery or the ophthalmic artery which is a branch of the internal carotid artery supratrochlear and artery and vein supraorbital artery and vein superficial temporal artery and vein posterior auricular vein posterior auricular artery occipital vein occipital artery external jugular vein internal jugular vein external carotid artery supraorbital temporal nerve supraorbital nerve supratrochlear nerve zygomatico temporal nerve vortex greater occipital nerve the third occipital nerve lesser occipital nerve c4 and greater auricular nerve branches from the ophthalmic artery the supratrochlear and supraorbital arteries supplying the anterior and superior aspect of the scalp they branch from the ophthalmic artery which is in the orbit continue through the orbit and exit only onto the forehead in association with the supratrochlear and supraorbital nerves like the nerves the arteries ascends across the forehead to supply the scalp as far posteriorly as the vortex of the head branches from the external carotid artery 
three branches of the external carotid artery supply the largest part of the scalp the superficial temporal posterior auricular and occipital artery supply the lateral and posterior aspects of the scalp the smallest branch the posterior auricular artery leaves the posterior aspect of the external carotid artery passes through deeper structures and emerges to supply an area of the skull posterior to the ear also arising from the posterior aspect of the external carotid artery is the occipital artery which ascends in a posterior direction passes through the several layers of back musculature and emerges to supply a large part of the posterior aspect of the skull the third arterial branch supplying the scalp is the superficial temporal artery, a terminal branch of the external carotid artery that passes superiorly just anterior to the ear, divides into anterior and posterior branches and supplies almost the entire lateral aspect of the scalp. Veins Veins draining the skull follow a pattern similar to arteries. The supratrochlear and supraorbital veins drain the anterior aspect of the skull from the superciliary arches to the vertex of the head, pass inferiorly to the superciliary arches, communicate with the ophthalmic veins in the orbit, and continue inferiorly to participate in the formation of the angular vein is the upper tributary to the facial vein. The superficial temporal vein drains the entire lateral area of the scalp before passing inferiorly to join in formation of the retromandibular vein. The posterior auricular vein drains the area of the scalp posterior to the ear and eventually impetes into a tributary of the retromandibular vein. The occipital vein drains the posterior aspect of the skull from the external occipital protuberance and superior nuchal lines to the vertex of the head deeper. It passes through the musculature in the posterior neck to join in the formation of the plexus of the veins in the sub-occipital triangle. In the clinic, scalp laceration. The scalp has an extremely rich blood supply from the external carotid arteries so lacerations of the scalp tend to bleed profusely. Importantly, scalp bleeding is predominantly arterial because of two regions. First, the erect position, the venous pressure is extremely low. Second, the vessels do not retract and close when lacerated because the connective tissue in which they are found holds them open. Lymphatic drainage. Lymphatic drainage of the skull generally follows the pattern of arterial distribution. The lymphatics in the occipital region initially runs to occipital nodes near the attachment of the trapezius muscle at the base of the skull. Further along the pathway, occipital nodes drains into upper deep cervical nodes. There is also some direct drainage to upper deep cervical nodes from this part of the scalp. Lymphatics from the upper part of the skull drain into two directions. Posterior to the vortex of the head, they drain to mastoid nodes, retroauricular, posterior auricular nodes, posterior to the ear, near the mastoid process of the temporal bone, and efferent vessels from these nodes drain into upper deep cervical nodes. Anterior to the vortex of the head, they drain to posterior pre-auricular and parotid nodes anterior to the ear on the surface of the parotid gland. 
Finally, there may be some lymphatic drainage from the forehead to the submandibular nodes through efferent vessels that follow the facial artery. Thank you. The nodes are lymphatic drainage of the scalp are submental node, submandibular nodes, preauricular and parotid nodes to deep cervical nodes, occipital nodes, and mastoid nodes. Thank you.